Welcome to the Go and Tell Gals podcast. I'm your host, Jess Connolly. I'm an author, a Bible teacher, a coach, and I'm obsessed with helping women take their place in the kingdom and use their God-given gifts. I go and tell gals, we equip and encourage women with different tools like our map to more guide, our group coaching program, go teams, and even by training other women as coaches through our licensing program. Whether you're a college student, a stay at home mom, a small business owner, an astronaut, or a veterinarian, our goal is that you lead this episode feeling more empowered to do what God has called you to do. We're so glad you're here and we're on your team. Let's jump into this week's episode. Hey friends, we are continuing on our series on boundaries this week, and we are bringing in the whole Go and Tell Gals team. We're talking through some of the questions that you guys had about boundaries within teams, boundaries within the internet, what it's like to be women who care about one another and also get stuff done. I love this episode and I love their wisdom because we are all in such different places in our lives. And so it really gives a more comprehensive view of what it looks like for women to have some boundaries that help keep them healthy. Enjoy this episode. All right, friends, Jess here. Listen, I've got the whole Go and Tell Gals team, all five of us. It's going to be rowdy. Yay! (laughs) It's going to be a little rowdy. We actually had to split up on two different computers in two different offices, so just bear with us, but it feels so helpful. We've been talking about boundaries this whole month, and the purpose of this episode is really to share our perspective as a team, what it looks like for five women who work together, what processes have helped us being women who work online, how do we balance emotions, how do we balance our personal issues, and still stay focused on what God has called us to. I also want the team to share a little bit about their individual boundaries, specifically with work, because we're all in really different life stages. So Caroline, will you start and introduce yourself really quickly, say what you do for Go and Tell Gals, and any interesting thing also you need us to know. Hi, guys. I'm Caroline. I am the marketing manager at Go and Tell Gals. I'm so excited to talk about boundaries. I think one of the most important boundaries that I like to practice in my life, if I had to pick one, it would be what I call putting my phone to bed. But I have to put my phone to bed at night so that I have clear nighttime time so and good. morning time. I love that. That's so good. I actually think a lot of people like nod along when people say that, like, yeah, yeah. totally. And they don't do it. <laughs> Anna raising my hand. That's me. I'm like, yeah, that's so good. I don't do that. <laughs> All right, Anna, you go next. Hey friends. I'm um, Anna here. I am the director at Go and Tell Gals. So my role is kind of being an integrator and carrying out the vision of Go and Tell Gals into separate departments and turning it into a reality. My life and boundaries. So my life is naturally, I would say, fairly boundaried because my work and my life can just be really separate. I am married, but I don't have children yet. So I can really allow work to be at work and just my my life with my husband to be at home. So I feel like I don't have a lot of like written out hard and fast boundaries, but I think naturally my life just is pretty boundaried because of the yeah. life stage that I'm in. Yeah, that's good. All right, Emily, you go next. Hi guys. My name is Emily. I'm a brand manager here at Go and Tell Gals. 
Well, I'd say probably one of my favorite boundaries with my phone specifically is the focus mode. I use it wherever I am. I automatically have a work mode set. So all notifications are silenced. And then when I'm at home, my personal mode is set. So also all notifications are silenced. I let a couple people come in and my phone notifies me with whoever they are. But that really has helped me reduce my distractions from my phone. And it's helped me have a little bit of um, boundaries between it. So good. Hens, you're up next. Hey, guys, I'm Hensley. I am the customer delight manager here on Team Go and Tell Gals. And I'm a new mom. And so I am figuring out what it looks like to be a mom that has a job. And so a lot of my boundaries have changed a lot in the last year because they pertain to time with my son. So definitely still figuring it out. But the biggest, biggest shift has been when I'm at home and I'm in with my son and present with him. It's that's the most important thing. And when I'm at work, it's using my time wisely to be present at work. So good. I love it. I love working with you guys. I'm so glad you're here for this podcast. Okay. So here's the first thing that I think genuinely a lot of people want to know. And I'm so curious for each of your perspectives. (laughs) So how in the world do we get anything done when we all care about our work, obviously, and we love our work here at Go and Tell Gals, but we also really like each other and we like (laughs) to talk and like to have fun. Somebody talk about this, please. Amen. I will talk to that, Anna, here. I would say we have a lot of, there's definitely a lot of gray area. And I feel like we have a lot of kind of like unwritten rules. Like I feel like most days when we come in the office, we like spend the first like 10 or 15 minutes just like chatting, talking about our night or weekend, telling, you know, funny stories that happen. But I think we also all know that like we only have limited hours when we're all together and we want to maximize those hours. And so I feel like there's always kind of, a time where like, we all just know, like, it's time to switch into work mode. And there are definitely times where, you know, it's a little bit more fluid than that. And we'll be working and you know, something funny will happen, or one of us will get a funny text. But I think it's we also just know that when we're in the office, we're there to work. And we always say, we work hard, but it's not hard work that we're doing. And just to remind ourselves that we're not like doing brain surgery or, you know, physically saving anyone's life or doing something super high pressure, but we do want to work hard. So at least for me, that's what I always remember, but team, you guys weigh in and see what you think. (laughs) Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind for me is that we love each other and we're friends and we text each other and we're involved in each other's lives. And so I think having our Slack channel for work things and leaving texting for mostly personal or friendship things has been a really helpful tool in helping us be able to communicate things, but also keep personal friendship things separate from our work things and also not involving work in our text. Yeah, Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I actually, this is another one that I think a lot of women are like, totally. But I want to just reiterate, that means like, we really don't work text. I mean, it needs to be Mm -hmm. pretty emergent, Mm -hmm. or fun work things Mm -hmm. or like an update. But for the most part, none of these gals are getting texts from me for sure at like eight o'clock at night about like, did you do this thing? Did you fix this thing? And if they were doing that to me, it would be also very hard for me. (laughs) We do text, but it is a like very fun vibe on the text thread. 
This is still Jess. I'll add that I have actually really struggled with this in teams past. And so when Go and Tell Gals was just Anna and I, she really helped me kind of set the temperature. In general, I would lean towards like loosey goosier boundaries with relationships. And she helped me really set the temperature of of just figuring out what worked for us. And I feel like this will probably be a common theme, especially in some of the Q&A questions. But I think being really good at communicating our goals and our tasks Mm -hmm. and what we're trying to get done and almost like over communicating why our work is important Mm -hmm. has shifted everything because we're not sitting around like, does anyone get this? Like we all get it. It's really good work (laughs) and it's really important work. And so it's also thankfully for the most part, not the kind of work you want to blow off that you want to skip out on. And so I know we're really grateful in that regard. Okay, I want to hear from y'all with your different perspectives, because again, obviously, we've we've talked about this a little bit already, but how do you keep your work separate from your personal life? Anna just leaves the office. That's that's her answer. (laughs) I honestly, for me, it's always kind of funny. I am like, not an interneter outside of work. So like, obviously, Jess has like her own personal Instagram account that she's very active on. Caroline's the same way. I am like not an interneter. If I'm sharing things on Instagram, it's either things that like really make me laugh or (laughs) it's like photo dumps of like pictures of like my husband and my dog and like three friends. So not that you can't do both, but for me personally, that's just like kind of been a boundary that I've set is that like I work on the internet when I'm at work. So then when I'm there, like on my own personal account, it's not work. It's fun and at least at this point, I don't ever see myself being someone who is like purposely, quote unquote, building a platform on Instagram for like under my personal handle, just because that time for me outside of work is fun and personal. Yeah, I would say for on the other end, I do post on the internet. And I think something that's helped me a lot separate my work from my personal life is making sure to invest in like local community of people who aren't on the internet, who don't do this work, who aren't used to this. That really helps me separate it and like really just like ground myself in good community and friendship and turn that part of my brain off. I love my internet friends and I love people who work on the internet. Those are my girls, but it's also important to really invest in my community around me who don't always do that. That's a really good word, Caroline. I kind of agree with that. I think that a lot of the space that I occupy here in Charleston is just diving into community and building those friendships. I don't work the typical eight to five here with Go and Tell Gals. So my job does look different and I am sometimes working at 9 p.m. But I have just started practice and create spaces of, you know, if I feel overwhelmed or I have a lot of tasks, I just write them down so that when I'm off of work, I am off of work. And when I'm on work, I'm on work. I think having that real clear boundary. And then for me, I like to get everything done so that I feel like I work hard, play hard. And so then I can really dive into my life here in Charleston and build that relationship with those other people, even though, and setting aside when my work is. Yeah, I think that is super helpful. And similar to Emily, I worked from home a few days because like I mentioned earlier, I do have a young son. And so I think sometimes that's really hard when you work from home or you don't have a conventional nine to five. But I think it's creating 
different boundaries that work for the work that you do. So here I monitor a lot of our Facebook groups. So for me, it's having Facebook on my work computer and that's where I do all of the go and tell girls things. It's not having access to those groups on my phone. So that's just a little thing that separates. This is something personal for me. This is when I'm working or it would be 9 p.m. and I would be getting Facebook notifications for our Facebook groups. And obviously I would want to attend to them because they would be right there on my phone. So that's a little thing that I've done separating, especially social media of this. If this is work, then it's on my work computer. It's not necessarily on my phone. That's so good. I'll say for me, we were talking about this episode before we filmed together, before we hit record together. And I was saying, I think even though obviously you guys have heard me talk about boundaries on the podcast all month, I'm a very intentional boundary girl. I think I probably have some of the like messiest boundaries with work because it's, you know, kind of everywhere. It is on Instagram. It is, et cetera. It's, it's not as clear cut obviously right now for me, it's a lot harder for me to just like leave work at the office. That being said, one thing that's really helped me is to have hard and fast rules about where and when I don't work. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of all I can do right now. But so for example, on a typical week, my Sabbath is on Friday. So my day off is on Friday and I get done working around 5 p.m. on Thursday. And I happen to come back to the office on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. each week for a run club. So I will leave my phone. I will leave my phone at the office because I know I'm just going to be gone over my Sabbath. So that means I know I'm not going to work on that time. I'm not going to open my laptop either, et cetera. Or I'll also leave my laptop. Things like I rarely, rarely, rarely take any kind of device with me on a date night. Like I tell the kids, I tell the babysitter, call Nick if you need him. Things like I can't remember the last time it was probably in the thick of the pandemic that I brought my laptop into my bedroom. And so kind of having some hard and fast rules of like in this space, I do not work. We don't have phones at our family dinner table, et cetera. That's helped me when everything else feels pretty fuzzy to have some hard and fast moments that I know are just work. And for me, that means mostly internet free. Yeah. I think that's really helpful. And as you were saying that, Jess, I think even though I am privileged enough to be a little bit more boundaried and like have work physically in my office at work, I know we're in a day and age where a lot of people work from home. Like your home is your office. My husband is one of those people who literally works nine to 10 hour days out of our home every day. And I know that that really, really fuzzies the boundaries. For me personally, I know when I'm working from home, I typically work from home one day a week. I always work from my kitchen table. So even though I don't have a home office, I've just found like if I work from my couch or from somewhere else, it doesn't feel like I'm working. I can easily get distracted by other things. And then it's also then hard to like shut it off later when I do actually want to be like chilling on my couch. So I always work like at my kitchen table and that's kind of like my desk workspace. So yeah, I think setting up boundaries of like knowing like what spaces are your workspaces is super helpful. That's so good. I want to throw this in there for you girls and I want y'all to respond to it. So I've actually misquoted this quote multiple times attributed to different people, but I know for sure now, I believe I'm saying, I know for sure, I think, I hope. Um, <laughs> 60% I would say I'm 60% sure that the, per- the first person who shared this quote with me was Jamie Nato on the Go and Tell Girls podcast. And she said, I'm going to say I'm 95% sure it's Jamie Nato. And she said, if you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. 
If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And so what I just want to say right here is when we're talking about work, when we're talking about boundaries, when we're talking about boundaries with the internet, all of it, I find that immediately people have like 50 caveats Mm -hmm. that they're like, but you don't understand, but you don't understand, but you don't understand. And the point is we don't, we don't, we actually don't understand your work team. I will tell you that I go to bed every night and sleep with my boss, who is also my pastor. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually actually understand that like, there are some serious limitations for me. Um, But that being said, I will tell you that like, there have been multiple times in our marriage where people have like rolled over. I will have rolled over and said like, Hey, what about X, Y, and Z? And one of us will say like, "Uh uh-uh. Like, no, turn it off. Like, well, I don't want to talk about this right now. And so I just say all that to say, like, it is very messy. Like, it's all real messy. But Mm -hmm. I find that if you fight for your limitation, if you say, like, oh, this limit keeps me from experiencing freedom and abundance and nobody else understand it, understands it, then you'll get to keep it. Like, Mm -hmm. you'll get to have that limitation for as long as you want. But if you release it and say, like, I actually believe God can give me some boundaries here, it helps. So with that being said, let's talk a little bit about boundaries and the internet. And so this is going to be for women who create and who consume. Caroline, maybe you could get us kicked off. And then also, if any of you guys have noticed some boundaries that have helped, that's <laughs> a weird thing to say. If you notice any boundaries that have helped me be a little healthier, yeah. uh, you can weigh in on those too. Yes, I can talk on this for creative women on the internet. One, like I said in the beginning, putting my phone to bed and not touching it for like an hour of my quiet time in prayer in the morning is really helpful because it gives me space to be creative, to get with God on my own before I consume. That is vital. And if I find that if I don't get that, everything else does not go well. So I would say that one, two, making sure to follow people on the internet who are life-giving, but also what I find inspiring is like following people who aren't in your industry, if you could put it that way, who aren't putting out content like yours can be really like creatively inspiring and kind of reclaim that space for your own discovery instead of making it all the time of an office on Instagram. I'd say those two things. Three, like managing messages can be difficult for people who create on the internet, like DMs and constant contact. I find that if I set a certain time to respond to people and not be always in contact with the internet all the time, it's really helpful to also keep that boundary. Also, if any of you guys are like, hey, we've seen you not carry this boundary and it'd be really unhealthy for you, you can say that too. We're not calling out. I would really harp on the putting your phone to bed. Caroline and I were, it's Emily over here. Caroline and I were hanging out and she's telling me this concept and I was like, yeah, I'm never going to do that because I like to listen to audiobooks when I go to bed or fill in the blank, whatever you like to do. And she goes, well, I have this extra alarm clock. And that has changed my life. Being able to just like walk my phone downstairs, charge it down there, and then be upstairs. It gives me so much creative freedom. I do a lot of painting and sketching and even writing a little bit more. And that has just unlocked a lot of creativity and boring space, I should say, that lets my brain wander or think of things to create and it has been really good to just set that and it's something so small it's from 9 p.m or really whenever I want to go to bed if I'm going to bed at 8 p.m then I can't have my phone that's my rule and 
that just gives me a lot of freedom and I'm not obsessively checking my phone or sitting on Instagram for too long. And I am letting myself just like create that space to be creative or have my quiet time with the Lord. And it it makes it really intimate and like personal. So good. I feel like one thing that you do really well is planning content ahead of time. And then that way you're not just like glued to your phone when you feel like you need to post something. So whether it's using Planoly or just writing down like, I'm going to be talking on stories this day, or I'm going to be sharing about our podcast this day. I feel like that is really helpful in your work day, like your work margin. But then that way, if you need to post something at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday, you can schedule it ahead of time and you don't have to be on your phone physically at that time to schedule it. A hundred percent. And if anybody, I know a lot of times the people who who don't like necessarily create content on the internet, like intentionally, they hear that and get pretty frustrated. Like people will be like, oh, that's so fake. I just want to say it's not fake. That's not fake. Yeah. It actually yeah. makes me be able to create the most genuine content because, yeah. and even the word content starts to sound a little like, I don't know, brandy unless, you know, thoughtful, but really that's what I'm doing. I actually like, don't think I would use Instagram if I didn't think it was such a helpful tool to help women experience more awe in God right where they're at. And so I think it's a really helpful tool. So I stay on it, but I want everything I post on there to be genuine and heartfelt, which often means not posting in the moment, which then frees me up to be a little bit more present. And so, yeah, a lot of times you know, for example, I could be in a meeting and go ahead and like click post on something that I wrote a week ago. It also just keeps my heart be a little bit more free and safe. So I'm less reactionary. I can't suggest that enough if you're a woman who does create content for the internet or for anything else. One other one that I feel like I've seen a shift in your work, Jess, is when you got your work phone. So you actually physically have two devices. So your personal phone that is like for your family, for your kids' school, for things that like you need for safety and like health purposes, you need to have a phone. You can have that one and not have any of your like content apps on it. Also, I know that not everyone is going to have two phones. That's okay. You also, I love the reel that you posted where you said like, did you know that you can actually delete Instagram? (laughs) Yeah. And you can delete the app off of your phone without deleting your account. Your account is still there. But if you need to like set a boundary for yourself and say like, hey, from Friday at five until Sunday at eight, I want to be like social media free don't even tempt yourself and not even temptation. I know I'm someone I like know our Instagram is out on my home screen. I will like click it subconsciously and like not even realizing I'm opening it. And then I'll be scrolling and like, wait, what am I doing? I didn't even want to be here right now. So you can delete the app off of your phone just so that it's not even in your mental mind space at all, which kind of creates the same effect as having a separate phone, except you don't have to delete 17 things, you know, all the time. But I think that's also a really healthy boundary that you can set if that's something that you struggle with. Yeah, absolutely. I I would go as far to say, I'm going to get a little bossy with you guys right now, a little coachy with you right now. I would say if you are not in the practice of deleting social media for 24 hours a week, I would just challenge you to do it because I can't imagine keeping my mind healthy with a constant bombardment of knowing what everybody else is doing and like hearing what everybody else is thinking all the time. I just kind of can't imagine it. And maybe you're like the one unicorn that doesn't open Instagram 50 times a day or doesn't (laughs) open Facebook 50 times a day, but I'm willing to bet you're not. 
<laughs> I'm willing to bet you're actually like the rest of us. Um, I have a few parting thoughts about boundaries and teams. And, and then I want to just see if you guys have any just parting words you all want to share. One is a resource. And this is a book that I've actually read three times. And so I would encourage it for any woman who is on any team in any capacity. If you are leading the team or if you are being led in the team, the book Radical Candor is a secular book, and it's essentially just written for women in the workplace. But it really addresses this question of how do women have a soul and care about people and still lead well? And I would go so far as to say, like, still be led well. So if any of you are like, hey, my friend's my boss, and sometimes she doesn't lead me well, how do I communicate about this? Or if you're like, hey, I'm on a ministry team with my two best friends, and we're experiencing some conflict. I cannot suggest Radical Candor enough. Again, I've read it through three times. But if I had to sum it up in my words, I would say that uh, no surprise here. This is what we say about all different types of balance, that there's not necessarily actually a need to balance being a human and being a good leader, that you can be a hundred percent good leader and be kind and be a human. So if your teammate walks in crying and she's having a hard day, you can say, hold on one second. What's happening? Are you okay? Tell me what's going on. And also if there's a big project, you need to wrap up by 5 PM. And there's a lot of chit chat going on about a jean sale at old Navy. (laughs) You're actually doing your job to say like, all right, we got about 45 minutes. Let's wrap it up. And we'll talk about this afterwards. Like both of those things are good and you don't have to balance them. We can bring the power of being women into the workplace, into our teams, into our leadership, bring our sensitivity, bring our kindness. And that kind of segues into my last point, which is, I would say, like, the one thing that I feel like we have not put any boundaries on is that for our team, there's no boundary and there's no limit on how spiritual things can be. So we start every meeting by saying like, what's God teaching you? What are you hearing from God? And if it has nothing to do with work, that's even better. And I would say that's one thing that I feel like has really set a helpful tone in our culture is that like, that's the one thing we don't limit. If you're hearing from God about something, if you want to pray about something, if you want to talk about something, I can't tell you how many important days. And and I know like how many important days we've stopped to pray. And I'm so glad that's been very helpful for our team. So those are my parting words. Anybody else got any final thoughts on boundaries and teams? I would say if you're on a team and you're confused about boundaries, you can ask questions about people's boundaries. And I think that that is such an obvious answer, but I don't think about it always, but just asking like, Hey, like, can I text you at this time? Or when do you work? Or when is your Sabbath? It's just like such a life-giving solution to figuring boundaries out and might be the right first step, especially if you're on a team. Yeah, I think that's really good. And kind of going off of that, Carolyn, I think it's okay to tell people your boundaries. I think it's mm-hmm. okay for you to hold your ground and to hold a firm boundary, even if it is with people that you're working with or serving with or friendships that you're in, no one is going to be offended by things that you have to do to make yourself the best that you can be. So good. Going off of that, a little shameless plug I have, we actually created a little download for you on boundaries. It's nothing 
like groundbreaking, earth shattering, but it just kind of asks you a few questions and helps you be able to actually write out what some of your boundaries are and also helps you create a plan for how to communicate them to other people so that you can hold them. So that is available in our show notes. There's a link in there to download it. So good. All right, friends, our team is going to take a short break and then we are coming back with a quick little add on to this podcast episode where Caroline and Anna and I are going to talk about running together because you guys have so many questions <laughs> so and we have so little answers, but we're going to give you everything we got. So stay tuned to talk about Slow Runners Club and why in the world we ran 10 miles together this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Hey friend, have you ever wondered if you're doing it right? Have you wrestled with your own feelings of discontent or longing? Or have you ever wanted to believe that God has more in store for your life? You think there must be more, and we think you're right. Here at Go and Tell Gals, we believe that your life is too short to feel stuck, that your God-given gifts are too impactful to lay dormant, and that the world is just too weary to keep wondering, what if there's more? So meet the map to more. It's a printed guide that will meet you right where you're at with journaling prompts, coaching strategies, scripture breakdown, and action steps designed to leave you feeling ownership and abundance in your own life. We don't think you have to change everything, move across the world, abandon your community, or become someone new to experience newness in your own life. But we also don't think that you have to feel like the days are just passing on a conveyor belt when you were created to live a life of wild abundance and adventurous leadership. It's time to define your path, clarify your calling, and make your next move. You were made for more. Are you ready to find yours? Visit goandtellgals.com or head to the link in the show notes for details or to order your own map to more. Now, back to more of this episode. Listen, you guys asked and we answered. We're doing it. We're going to talk about the running. Yay. I mean, so Caroline, would you say this is one of the top questions you get on the Go and Tell Girls Insta or like your personal Insta? I, we, we've said, we both said we get this a lot. It's like any time I post about running, there's just always questions. Yeah. So some questions that we get a lot is like, number one, why do you guys run together? <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, we don't know. <laughs> it's appropriate to put it on this episode because we're talking about team boundaries. And I would say this is an example of a miracle. Yeah. Like a miracle that works for our team. And I think all teams have different boundaries that they can do together. But it is pretty atypical. So we'll just start from the beginning. So first of all, here are the facts. Me and Caroline and Anna run together a handful of times a week. Two to three. Two mm-hmm. to three solid times a week. Emily has run with us before. Emily has <laughs> Hensley has run with us before. Other people have run with us before. But the three of us tend to run together two to three times a week. And we also check in. When we're not running together, we talk about our runs. So this started because I've been a runner. I ran a good amount in 2021. I set a goal to run 500 miles and did that. A good amount. amount. (laughs) She's a runner. Be modest. Um, And then in the fall, Caroline, already a runner. You were running. Yeah. Well, for all the girls out there who like run but don't think they can run, that was where I was at. Yeah. I like wanted to run a half marathon but thought I could never do it. Yeah. And yeah. I knew immediately you could because you yeah. were already running like eight or nine miles for kind of Sometimes. for fun. Like 
And I would also say what's interesting about us talking about running is that all three of us are very different runners. Uh So I'm the kind of runner who once I start, I'm not going to stop. I make a plan. I always know if you ask me how many miles I'm going to run in April, I already have it mapped out. I'm going to run them all. I'm not going to skip them, but I'm not a typical runner in that I'm not thin. I'm not tall. (laughs) I don't have like necessarily a runner's body, but Running is my thing. It's my jam. Once I start, I don't want to stop. It's really life-giving for me. I like it a lot. And I've been running pretty much like that, pretty intentional, pretty thoughtful for the last few years with breaks on and off. I also love training for races. So Caroline, I would say a word we use a lot around the Go and Tell Girls office. If we had a backdoor glossary, you would need to know a word we have a lot that we use a lot is breezy. So we talk a lot about whether or not we're breezy, what we are breezy about. And by breezy, we just mean like casual, chill, cool, (laughs) fine. And we all say there's nothing breezy about us except for our dresses. But Caroline is the breeziest runner. Like you really are. Caroline and I ran a half marathon together back in December. And at the end of the half marathon, we just happened to notice she was wearing like pretty significantly sized gold hoops. Like, you don't casually run a half marathon with gold hoops unless you're pretty breezy. Yeah, so we're like one of the last times we did a long run, which was, I think it was a 10 miler. She like casually was like, I got two hours of sleep last night and like haven't drank any water this literally, morning. Literally. And she just like crushed yeah. 10 miles. Yes. I don't know about that. We also happened to run 10 miles together this morning. And so just as an FYI for the kind of runner I am at like four o'clock yesterday, I laid out my running outfit, my running belt, my three dates and half a banana that I was going to get up and eat two hours <laughs> before the run. I picked out my after run outfit, my after run nutrition. Like there is nothing breezy about my running, but it's good. <laughs> Caroline's a super breezy runner. Once I realized she was running like, 7.2 miles, like just kind of for fun. I was like, listen, you've got a half, like you can do this. So we started training together. And around that time entered Emma. And I don't even remember. I feel like one day you were like, was it the slow runner chat? It was the slow runner chat that good body gals hosted. Okay. I wasn't even supposed to be in on it, but you were having it physically in my office. Yes. So as I'm working, yeah. I'm hearing you guys talk about like, just like running slow. Yes. And at that time, I'm sure we could find in the recording. I think I said I could run a mile and that is it. And I would like feel like I was going to die afterwards. Yeah, you're right. right. That's exactly. And that was, I think in either late August or early September. That sounds right. We could look on our calendar and see it. So good body gals is our monthly subscription service where you can join me for workouts. I lead for workouts a month. Sometimes we have guest instructors and we also have bonus content every single month. And so in September, it was a chat about running. It was either August or September. I can't remember which one people always have a lot of questions about how to run, how to get started, et cetera, how to go faster. So we hosted this chat and in it, I said, I need you to know, I need everybody listening to know that slow running changes your game. If you take any expectations off how fast you run, it actually becomes really enjoyable. And you can go a lot farther than you think. So that was one week. And then I would say that it was the next Thursday mm-hmm. that you were like, okay, well, let's like give it a try. Yeah. We met here at the office yeah. and decided to go on a three mile run and said, so I ran two miles slow by myself immediately that weekend. Okay. Cause I wanted to try it out by myself with like no one else there to be able to be like, can I do this? Yeah. And by just really slowing down, 
I did two miles. Like it was challenging, but I would not say it was like immensely hard. I love it. Can't figure out if it was the 15th of September or in August. It's on my calendar. September 23rd was the 8 a.m. first Slow Runners Club. I love it. I love it. Okay, so that was September 23rd. So then let me tell you what kind of runner Anna is. Anna is the like hidden gem of like she was meant to be a runner, uh-huh. but she didn't know it. So at that time, you're like, I don't want to run. And then we ran three miles together that day. Mm-hmm. And at somewhere along the way, we were like, should we try four? Then Caroline and I ran a half marathon in December that same day. I was like, I think we could talk Anna into running a half. And it was not a hard talk no. into her. She was I, like, I'm in. As I was seeing pictures of you guys at your half, I had like major FOMO. Yeah. But also inside, I was like, why do I have FOMO? I don't want to run. I don't want to run 13.1 miles. Yet I, at that moment in time, I really did. <laughs> so I'll just say like watching you, and I literally told you this today as we were finishing our run, that I've trained with a lot of people for half marathons. I mean, probably like 20 women that I've like talked to about half marathon training and it has come the most naturally to you. Mm-hmm. Like you are kind of our breezy too. Yeah. Like you're kind of she breezy is. too. Her first 10 miler, she was like, okay, okay, great. Let's go to work. Um, <laughs> so somewhere along the line, we realized, okay, kind of our best day of the week to do a long run is on Mondays. So we do actually run on work days and then we come to the office, put ourselves together and then start working. So somebody talk about that a little bit, like what it's been like to like use a lot of technically our work time. Yeah. I think people probably have questions about this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my thoughts on it is like, it's the ultimate way that we're living at what we're selling. Like we sell good body gals. We have sold the breaking free from body shame Bible study. And I honestly feel like that coming out this summer was like a huge propellant of our slow running starting was like breaking free. And then that kind of birthing good body gals and us trying to like think about consciously, how do we live this out? How do we like break free in our own lives? At least that's what I think. for so me. Good. And so when I think about now, like how a lot of times we will spend one to two hours of our work day running, like, well, that's us like living out exactly what we are selling to everyone on the internet. So like when we send out emails, when we sell good body gals, when we post in the good body gals group about like finding freedom in our bodies and like moving out of like worship and not out of like punishment. Like that is us doing that. That's huge. I would also like to take the breaking free note. I think that before I moved here, before I worked here, I would run, but it was really hard and I was really hard on myself about it. And I never wanted to run with other people because I think I wasn't free. I wasn't free in my running and I was scared of what they would think. And I was just embarrassed about it, honestly. But what changed my confidence, my like lifestyle, my like gave me freedom was two things going slower and also running with others. And I think that community piece and the slowing down piece is like such a huge lesson that I've learned this year that can apply to a lot more than running. Yeah, I love that. I'll just say I'm someone who often feels the weight of like, oh, wait, hold on, we got to work. Like we got to, we got to buckle down. But it has been really life-giving for us 
to do these longer runs on Monday morning to just have time to process. Mm-hmm. I think especially like for me leading a church and so coming off of Sunday and then kind of prepping for the week to take a deep pause and like pound it out with God and talk to God. And, and sometimes we might mention work things, but yeah, like, we do. Yeah. And catch up a little bit, but for the most part, it just kind of come in the week with a clear mind has been really, really life-giving. Yeah. Okay, we get 1 million questions about this. How slow do we run? I think this is one of those questions that I'm like, there's a question behind the question. Yeah. And we got to talk about it. Yeah. I don't like necessarily telling people my, like, how slow we go. Yeah. Not because I'm, like, feel any sort of way about it. Not because I'm self-conscious about it. But because I think that slow is different for everyone. Like, one woman's slow is not another woman's slow. That is, like, a bigger lesson in life and capacity and everything is, like, she is not you. Her race is not your race. So like when we say slow, we're saying like slow for us, but to us, I think that's like slow enough that you can keep going and that you don't like fizzle out after running a half a mile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I think back to when we started, if you want to start slow running and you like put on your tennis shoes and go outside right now, what I tell people when they ask me is to run like a 13 minute mile, 13, 14 pace and see how it feels. And if you need to go slower, do that. But starting there and taking the pressure off can be helpful if you really want an answer, but there is no answer. And also us calling it slow runners club is like a fun term of endearment. Like when we say slow, we're not saying that in any way that like in a derogatory sense, because again, our slow is not someone else's slow. And to us, that has just kind of been like what we have called it from the beginning since it all stemmed from that initial chat about running slow. Yeah. And right. We're just trying to experience more freedom. So let's just call it slow, you know, let's just go slow. Yeah, Yeah. We're we're not getting any medals. Yeah. Let's just be free, you know? I will say this is the slowest. I mean, just to give you, I do not mind talking about mine, but again, I would just give the huge caveat of like, just no comparison because I've gone much slower and I've gone faster. So just, you know, don't be weird about it is what I'm saying, everybody. <laughs> like, <laughs> what I'm saying is, let me say this specifically. Please do not send me a DM or an email saying like, that's not that slow. You should see me. I'm like, that. we don't place any intrinsic value yes. on fast or slow. Yeah. But I will say this, that this is the slowest half marathon I've trained for. Like, this is the slowest pace I've gone to train for a half marathon. And I have actually liked it. <laughs> yeah. And when we finish our training runs, I can go to a, do a whole day of work and yeah. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And so that's just been really nice. I've we, nev- can, we can like hold a conversation yes. for like miles at a time as we're running. Literally our last $10, I think we talked for like six out yeah. of that. We have talked for an entire six mile run, the three of us. And I've never been able to do that in my life. I've always had to like focus on like keeping my pace and going forward. So that being said, I'm actually not going to say my pace. It just doesn't even matter. There's no intrinsic like plus or minus on fast or slow. There just yes. isn't. So the only other thing... We also get a lot is this question of like, can I come run with you guys? Like a lot. Like, how do I join this how do I join? club? <laughs> so we, this is the part where we should say, this is really not an official club. <laughs> we we call it slow runners club but like it is like when we say it's club joke. it's the three of us like yeah. that's just like our cute fun name for it yeah, yeah. and i'm gonna say some words and gonna practice everything we've been preaching recently so i will actually say as far as hospitality goes, hospitality is like a key value in my life. Our church has the seven tenets of culture that we try to live out. And one of them is hospitality. And 
I find it really important to welcome people into all different kinds of spaces, obviously. And I actually love welcoming people into my running life. <laughs> I love that. I love running with new people. I love running with people I don't know. I also am a member of the Bright City Running Club at our <laughs> church, which we have like a small group basically every Saturday that is a bunch of people who get together and read scripture and pray and then run. And if you are anywhere near Charleston and you want to join that, it is free for everybody to join. But I would actually say, we, because we've had a few people say like, can you come run with us? And I would say like, you know what, if you just happen to be free one day and you're in town, you want to drop by and run with Go and Tell Gals, you absolutely can. For the long haul, this is actually a really nice rhythm for us to have. And so I would say like, listen, can I run with you another time? Can you run with the Bright City Running Group? It has been really nice for me to have this time with like these two women and obviously Emily and Hensley, anytime they want to join us too. But it, it is kind of a part of our work in that way, mm -hmm. in that like, this is, it's kind of like sometimes how we start our day together and yeah. it's how we check in. So you're absolutely welcome. And I would, I would say that with like, and also it's kind of something holy and sweet that we've gotten to do together. And yeah. that I say that only because this series on boundaries, and because when I look at the example of Jesus and I see sometimes he like pulls away with Peter and James just to have a conversation with them too. And that's a holy moment. Like this is a holy moment I get to have with these two women. And I wouldn't want to like immediately welcome everybody I know into it. And I, I actually think that's okay. Yeah. For me, I think it's one of those things of protecting the time that you need to fill up so that you can yeah. continue pouring out. So, you know, if we spend those two hours starting our work day, that's us filling up so that then for the rest of the week, we can keep pouring out. You but will. also that is your invitation to, to know that like Slow Runners Club is not something that like we have coined or like, again, an actual thing. Like that's right. like our cute name for it. You can start your own Slow Runners Club or you can just go and start running slow by yourself. Or start a walkers club. Yeah. Our friend Nikki started a walkers club. Our friend Susan, Susan started a walking Susan's club. Susan's walking club is crushing it. Start a rollerblading club. Mm -hmm. I have some rollerblades. I could join you sometime. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, start your own. Absolutely. Yeah, take Slow Runners Club and run with it. Yes. <laughs> okay, that is the story on why and how we run together. Listen, what you can also do is you can join Good Body Gals. It's $10 a month. We get four workouts a week. I share a lot about running. We've got a lot of other girls kind of like moving forward and running there. You can also re-watch that Slow Runners Club chat that we yeah. had back in September because all of our past workouts are available. When you, when you join Good Body Gals, you get every single thing we've ever done, anything we've ever recorded. You get it together, including also in Good Body Gals, there's actually some audio coaching for me coaching women through like their first run. There's, uh -huh. there's a few different things in there to help women. So Listen, if you can't come actually run with us, and if you don't live in Charleston, you can't join Bright City, join Good Body Gals, get in there. And the whole theme of Good Body Gals is just enjoying moving our bodies and worshiping through it. So in Jesus' name, we love you. And we pray this answered all of the burning questions about us running together. <laughs> if you have more, you know where to find us. So true. We got you, girl. Hey, gals. Hence here from Team Go and Tell Gals. Want to enter a fun giveaway? If you've been listening to and loving the podcast, leave us a review or share about the Go and Tell Gals podcast on your Instagram. Then head to the link in our show notes to officially enter the giveaway right now through the end of February. We will be giving away an item from our shop of your choice. 
We are so grateful that you found us and are thankful for your help in reaching more women on mission. All right, friends, we are wrapping up our series on boundaries next week. I pray you have enjoyed this episode. I pray it's encouraged you and hopefully made you giggle a little bit. We love you. We bless you. We believe that God is mighty in you and that he will continue to equip and encourage you for the very good work he's called you to. We love you. Grace and peace. Go and tell. Go and tell.